The Z-Ball Podcast is a casual conversation that occasionally delves into mature subjects and may contain vulgar adult language. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Z-Ball Podcast and week four of the Scorching Six Picks. Recording this on a Thursday night in Southern California. Once again after a, another Thursday night football game. This one, uh, the Detroit Lions on the road in Lambeau Field beat the Packers 34-20 in a very uh, comfortable victory for them. Uh, Good victory, dominated the first half, uh, gave up a little, got a little slightly interesting in the second half, but they came away with a victory, came away with all the big plays, and joining me once again to dis- discuss the Thursday night game and the week four slate, we got Rebound in the house, what up Rebound, how's it going? What's up Z-Ball, I'm doing great, how about yourself? Doing well, so excited to have another week of football in our lives, and uh, let's talk about that Thursday night game, uh, what happened with your Packers? Uh, was it too quick of a turnaround? Too many turnovers? Well, what do you think uh, was ultimately the cause of the bad loss today? Yeah, I mean, uh, Jordan Love just did not have time to throw. And when you have uh, a bad, a banged-up O-line going up against a good D-line, that does not equal a good thing. And kudos to the Lions. Hey, they played great. They dominated them on both sides of the ball. And they, they were the better team all around, but I'm just happy the Packers didn't just go down and accept the L at halftime. Going in halftime, I believe it was 27-3, to and these guys came back and fought, and they all, they, they almost came back. I mean, besides that, that field goal call, I mean, uh, that's a, one of the calls I've never seen in my life. After a commercial break, uh, Al Michaels even said, the Packers return team and the Lions kicking team were ready to go on the field and these guys call a flag. Kind of nonsense is that, but anyways, there's no excuse. Kudos to the Lions. They they won. They're 3-1. They're at the top of the division and Packers just have to make adjustments and move on. I mean, they just need to run the ball more. At the beginning of the game, they're trying to throw it too much, especially when that's happening. When Love doesn't have time, you have to run the ball. But at the end of the day, like I said, kudos to the Lions and Jared Goff. David Montgomery played well. Okay, so for the Packers, uh, I think I'm hearing reports that uh, Bakhtiari is going on the injured reserve. Is that yeah, he is. So he's out okay. at least four weeks. And so will he be out longer? I honestly going? think he's done for the season. They just don't want to say it. I said I've been a big David Bakhtiari fan. You know that. And I said that last season they should have traded him along with Rodgers. They're really good buddies, and they paid him really a lot, a lot. And then their other Pro Bowl tackle, Ellington Jenkins, is also out. But at the end of the day, like I said, there's no excuse for, for this loss. Lions were the better team. Injuries happen in the NFL, and that, that's what you got to deal with it. you got to make adjustments when you're the coach. And that the better team was the Bears. I mean, the, excuse me, the Lions, sorry. Okay, yeah, I mean, the Lions, uh, you got to give them uh, definitely a lot of credit. 3-1 and one so far, uh, obviously favorites to win the NFC North for a reason. 
excellent opening night win for them against the Chiefs, the defending champs. And then uh, this season, they've really uh, impressed me with their defense. Uh, I mean, they've made timely, opportunistic, uh, big plays defensively. Uh, they've been tough on, on defense. They, they were really good today, set the tone in the first half defensively, uh, not giving the Packers anything, making it tough for Jordan Love, uh, pressuring him. So kudos to them. Uh, let's see if, if they can keep the train rolling. They're 2-0 on the road and 3-1, like I said, on the season. And uh, it should be interesting uh, to watch them as the season progresses. And they have definitely now, like, it's basically like a two-game lead on the Packers since they did win today against them. So, All right, let's get in now, rebound to the week for slate uh it's the start uh this weekend uh sunday officially october so that that means the start of the nfl international series the london and germany i think is going to are going to be hosting some games and uh we're going to be that's where our first game on the week's four slate is going to take us to wembley stadium in london the jacksonville jaguars are the home team and they play in london at least what two games every year it seems like so they're going to be facing off against the Falcons, or in this case, hosting the, the Atlanta Falcons. Well, the Jags off to a shaky start, one and two. Uh, and this one in London uh, for a, not a 6.30 a.m. Pacific, 9.30 a.m. Pacific, Eastern, excuse me, start time. The Jags are laying three points rebound. What do you think? Yeah, this is going to be an interesting one. I mean, I don't know what the hell happened to the Jaguars last week. I mean... I don't think anyone saw that coming. I mean, they lost. They didn't just lose. They got whooped. And kudos to C.J. Stroud and the Texans. Uh, Tank Dell played well. Obviously, C.J. Stroud, Damian Pierce. Their defense stepped up, too. And I don't know what happened. And I don't know what's going to happen this weekend. But I think the Jaguars are the better team overall. I mean... Uh, I I was high. I'm I'm still high on the Falcons, but uh, this is in London. So as you mentioned, and uh, Jaguars have a good fan base out there. I think Trevor Lawrence has a bounce back game. Uh, I think the Jaguars win it big, but by seven to ten points. So I'm going to take the Jaguars minus three. Yeah, I, I just I just think you sh we shouldn't be selling uh, the Jaguars short so early. Obviously, they've had some tough games, some tough divisional games. Uh, they had a tough scoring game against Kansas City as well. So, but nonetheless, I think they should def they're definitely going to win this game. Uh, whether they cover, I mean, I think they should be able to cover. I'm, I'm going to agree with the rebound. Swallow the three points to the Jags. Uh, I guess they're technically at home in London, and then I think it'll be somewhat of a high scoring game, but. I mean, these London games have shown to be kind of wacky a little bit, so I'll say like a five or six point win, but nonetheless, I'll, I'll take them to cover. I'll say 28-22 Jaguars, and they move to two and two on the season. All right, uh, next we got an early afternoon game. So all our games this week are early afternoon except the London one. So... We got a AFC East Divisional Battle here. We got the 2-1 Buffalo Bills coming off two straight wins, uh, two straight uh, comfortable wins after a tough loss in Week 1. They're at home. They're laying 2.5. They'll be hosting the 3-0 Dolphins, who are coming off scoring 70 points and absolutely destroying the Broncos at home last week. 
a young coach, Mike McDaniel, Tua Tungavailoa, looking really good. And the Broncos, or the, the Dolphins, excuse me, are the only undefeated team left in the AFC at 3-0. and So they started off well last season as well, and then 8-3, and and then they tailed off. I think they're 1-5 and in their last uh, six after that, after starting off 8-3. and So let's see what happens this season. But for this game rebound, Buffalo laying 2.5 at home versus the Dolphins in a good divisional battle. What do you think happens there? Yeah, before I give my pick, I just want to give a huge, huge shout-out to head coach Mike McDaniels. Uh, for Mike McD? Yeah. This guy deserves a lot of credit. And a lot of people have been talking smack about him. Uh, I know one guy specifically. I'm not going to throw any names under the bus. And he still said that the, the, the Broncos shouldn't have interviewed him, which is definitely a clown statement. But anyways, uh, it's going to be a good game. But I think the weather is really going to play an effect into here. And the home crowd, uh, you know, Bill's Mafia goes crazy. I think the Dolphins are the better team here. But I think... Josh Allen and the Bills at home are going to give the Dolphins their first loss. Uh, but I don't know. I like I kind of like both teams there, but I'm going to swallow the two and a half and take the – and roll with the Bills. Okay, so you got the and home team. And open the three and a half just to throw uh, one out there. Okay, well, Caesar Sportbooks got it now at two and a half. Yeah, it's so. dropped. Okay, so it opened at three and a half on the Bills. I mean, I don't know how, why it would be – I thought it would be. I thought it would be like one in favor of Buffalo. Yeah, one makes more sense. Yes, because I, I, I haven't. I mean, the Bills have had what two big wins, but they've been against what the, the Raiders and and the the Commanders. Commanders are somewhat okay, I guess. Commanders are okay, but Raiders are just. Yeah, Raiders crazy. are trash. So, <laughs> uh, I mean, so I don't know. I mean, maybe I, I can kind of understand the Bills being favored with a hostile environment at Orchard Park, uh, but I don't. I, Early October, I don't think the weather will factor in as much. But, I mean, the home crowd definitely will. The Bills Mafia, they're very rowdy fans, very uh, hostile environment, like I said, that they create for sure. But let's let's talk about the Dolphins and their kind of – I think Tua had similar numbers last season. I think last season and second game he had six touchdown passes, I believe. And then he yeah. had – it looks like he had similar numbers, like touchdown-wise last season after three games, touchdown-interception ratio – Completion percentage, all that stuff. But let's talk about, like, Tua com- with Brian Flores and his first two seasons compared to, to now with Mike McDaniel. I, from what I've seen, I test it's a day and night difference. And it, also, it bears out statistically as well. In 2021, I think the Dolphins were pretty good, had a pretty good record. I think they were 9-7 and seven or 9-8. and eight. But they didn't make the playoffs. But... Uh, a Tua Tungo-Vailoa in that season, I think he had, I, I think, I think the, about the same number of completions that he had last year in 2022. I think actually, I believe 2022 he had a few com- less completions. I think three less completions in 2022 compared to 2021. Do you want to guess the number of passing yards he had from 2021 to 2022? Maybe a thousand more? Okay, so I think it's a, a, a little, about 900 more in 2022 compared to 2021. So you're, you're saying he this is because of Mike McDaniels. 100% it's because, I mean, not 100%, but Mike McDaniels' scheme, his motion plays, pre-snap motion, plays a big factor in 
creating these types of opportunities for Tua Tagovailoa, uh, a quarterback who some people were calling a bust. They were some people, fair or not, were labeling him a bust in his first couple of years. Correct? Yes, correct. So I, I think he's really opened up him a, a lot. Uh, obviously, Tyreek definitely Hill definitely helps a lot, but it's all it's most importantly made possible by the speed that the Dolphins have and Mike McDaniel's offensive scheme and the pre-snap motion, orbit motion, and all that stuff that he employs. So I think that's a very important factor in Tua, in unleashing Tua. And the only, I think the main thing is just keeping him healthy offensively. And I think they should be able to have an excellent season this year, be a contender in the AFC so, and then also, like, on that end, uh, I think he had two less interceptions. And both seasons he played 13 games, 2021 and 2022. Uh, he had two fewer interceptions in 2022 compared to 2021. And I think touchdown passes, he had, I think, I want to say eight more compared to from uh, in 2022 compared to 2021. So... Would you agree with the assessment that Mike McDaniel has opened up a lot of uh, different opportunities offensively? Yes, 100%. Everything okay, actually, nine more touchdown passes, 25 in 2022 compared to 16 in 2021, yeah. both 13 games. Exactly, so. yeah. And hopefully Tua can just stay healthy. That will be a big, that's obviously the big deal. But at the end of the day, Mike McDaniel, he's got... He works that magic, you know, and he's he's a great head coach. Obviously, you know him from the 49ers, yeah. and this guy, he's he's a great head coach. I'm a big fan of him. I'm rooting for the Dolphins. I'm a fan of Tua as well. So, yeah, I mean, he's a good head coach. I I don't know. He's probably top ten, maybe. I don't think I would put him top five yet, just yet. I mean, but he still has a long way to go. But he's definitely. Got this Dolphins team going in the right direction. So, but with that, going back to the pick, we got off on a side side tangent. You had Buffalo laying the points at home. I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to disagree with you. Rebound. I like the momentum Dolphins have right now offensively. I think they're going to be able to go into Buffalo, put up points. I don't think the weather is going to be a factor. I think they're going to be be able to employ their their rush attack and kind of the speed, the pre snap motion, like I mentioned with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, and then. Uh, Devon A-Chain came out of nowhere. Obviously, Mostert uh, came out of nowhere initially, but he, he's been known for a little while. So, but I think the Dolphins are going to be able to put up points. I'm going to say they put up 27 points. I'll say 27-21 Dolphins. They went outright, and I'm going to take them getting the two and a half on the road. All right, game number three on the... The week four slate, you got an AFC North Divisional Battle. Both teams are 2-1. and one. Cleveland at home, 2-1. and one. Undefeated at home, hosting the 2-1 and one Baltimore Ravens. The Browns at home laying three points, Reba. What do you think? Yeah, you know, this is a really interesting game. I mean, I like the Ravens' defense. I'm just not sold on their offense. Everyone was overhyping them after... Adding Odell Beckham Jr., Rashad Bateman, Zay Flowers. I mean, they already had Bateman, sorry. They added Zay Flowers and OBJ uh, along with Andrews. And then everyone's overhyping their offense. These guys lost to the Colts. 
at home. At home, too. I want to be clear. It's at home, so that's a big deal. Yeah, I mean, they're dealing with a good amount of injuries, too, right yeah, now. Yeah, for sure, but, I mean, I'm just... Yeah, that's, that's definitely a terrible loss. You can't... You can't lose some. You can't lose. To you can't home. lose some Gardner Minshew at home. Exactly, their starting quarterback was out, and this is just an embarrassment. I don't know. Deshaun Watson played pretty good last week. I don't know which way to go because I believe home field gets you about three points. If I'm not. Uh, that's historically what they say, spread wise. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a toss up, but I'm gonna take the plus three. I'm gonna give Lamar the BLD. I think they bounce back. Because if they lose this game, they're in really bad shape. I'll just say that. But uh, I trust Lamar over Deshaun right now. Okay. Yeah, I mean, this one is really tough. I mean, uh, obviously, Lamar Jackson for sure is uh, the better quarterback right now. Obviously, Deshaun Watson is a little rusty for sure. I mean, he, he looked a, bit, a little better last week against Tennessee at home. And they they won going away in that one. And then... What's really impressed me with the Browns is their defense. I think they've only, only given up 21 first downs in three games. And Miles Garrett has been an absolute animal so far. I mean, him and TJ Watt are just wrecking up shit so far. And they, they've been absolutely devastating, terrifying defensively. And that's why I'm going to go with the Browns. I'm going to disagree with you again, Rebound. I just think their defense is on a, another level right now. I think they're going to carry that momentum into this divisional matchup at home. At uh, Cleveland Browns Stadium, I think Miles Garrett is going to have a few more sacks. I think they're going to force a few turnovers off Lamar Jackson. Uh, it'll be somewhat of a close game, but uh, I'm going to say 24-19 Cleveland in this one and have them going to 3-1 in the season and covering the three-point spread at home. All right, game number four. We've got Tennessee at home, who is one and two, coming off a blowout loss uh, to the Cleveland Browns, like you mentioned, on the road. They're hosting the Cincinnati Bengals, who are one and two. They got their first win on Monday night versus the Rams, a close uh, three point win. They were in control up by 10, but then gave up a touchdown at the end. Uh, Joe, Joe Burrow played in pain uh, through a strained uh, calf strain. And this is a rematch of the 2021 AFC Divisional Round uh, in the same stadium when the Bengals upset. Uh, the Titans were the number one seed that time. I believe the Bengals were the four seed that time. So in this one, Bengals on the road, one and two. Titans, one and two. Bengals are favored by two and a half rebound. What do you think? Yeah, that's an interesting game here because obviously we know Joe Burrow's not the same. I mean, he's clearly not himself. He doesn't want to acknowledge that, but he's not. I mean, he's probably like, what, I mean, 40 to 50%? I test wise, it seems like he can't really throw more than 10 yards. Yeah, it's just so, like, Because, I mean, I think he had what? Like, he had like a bunch of attempts last week, and he still only had like, like two, 220, two, 240 yards or something like that, 240 yards or something. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what to, what to say. And then. I mean, the Titans look good. They, they won. I mean, So how? last week, what, 49 attempts, and they only had 259 yards. Exactly, yeah. That should say a lot to you. I mean, I don't know what to say about Joey B. I'm a big fan. So obviously. his yards per attempt on the season is what, 4.7? That's nuts. I mean, I don't, I don't know how it could be that low. So, so what, what, do, what do you think? Who are you taking? I don't know. It's a coin flip, but I'm going to swallow the two and a half and take the 
Okay. Uh, I'm going to take the Titans. The Titans are getting two and a half at home. They're uh, home dog. I'm going to take the Titans plus two and a half. Okay, plus two and a half. Okay, yeah, I'm going to agree with you, Rebound, on, the, on this one. I, I just think the Titans are tough at home. I think, like I've always said, i mentioned it many times, I love their coach, Mike Rabel. He instills toughness, and they're all, they seem to just hang around in games, win games that they have no business winning. I think this is another situation like that where they're going to cover the two-and-a-half as a home dog, getting two-and-a-half as a home dog, and I think they're going to win outright, a close one. Uh, I'm going to say... 21-17 Titans, and they moved to 2-2 two and two on the season and covered the 2.5 at home. All right, game number five. We've got an NFC South divisional battle. Both teams 2-1. and one. New Orleans Saints at home, coming off a tough loss last week in Lambeau Field to the Green Bay Packers, 18-17. They were down. They were up 17-0, nothing. excuse me, and ended up losing. They're hosting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who are 2-1. and one. They're also... Coming off a a loss to the Philadelphia Eagles on uh, Monday Night Football, and this one the Saints giving three and a half rebound at home. What do you think? Yeah, this is gonna be a good game. Obviously, no Derek Carr, most likely, which is a huge huge deal. And uh, famous Jameis Lamus is gonna replace him, so that's a big downgrade from the 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 Carr situation, and. Uh, as much as I hate Baker Mayfield, he's been playing pretty good. Mike Evans is on a tear this season. He's on a contract year, so he's been playing good. And Alvin Kamara is coming back. That's a big deal. Mm-hmm. And But I don't know. I'm going to roll with the home team. I'm going to swallow three here. I think the Saints somehow pulled this out, even with Jameis. Uh, I think defensively both teams are equivalent, but... Uh, offensively, I'm going to go with the Saints. I think they have a slightly better offense, so I'm going to swallow the three and take the Saints. Yeah, I mean, this this should be a good one. Uh, definitely kind of a 50-50 toss-up toss game, but what's going to do it for me, I think I like the Saints' defense better. And then, like you said, they're going to be getting a, a big weapon back in Alvin Kamara. Obviously, he's going to be on a snaps limit for sure coming back. So, I mean, let's see how many snaps he, he does play. And then uh, I think Jameis Winston is starting, right, for sure? Yeah, they have no other quarterback. Because yeah, Derek Carr Who's got hurt. Quarterback? Are they going to throw in a little Taysom Hill action? Or? Yeah, maybe. Or, I think they have some other guy. Some, I forgot his name. Which other guy? I forgot his name. I think he's from Notre Dame. Ian Book? Yeah, Ian Book. I don't know. Is he still on there? I thought he wasn't on there. I don't know. Is he? I know he was on there last season. I don't, I don't think he's on there anymore. So, yeah, I think they got to roll with uh, famous Jameis uh, Winston. So let's see let's see how he performs. But I think it's going to be a lot of uh, control the clock, running the ball, rely on their defense. And I think their defense is going to come through. I think they're going to pressure Baker Mayfield. I think they're going to be able to establish their running game on the ground offensively. And then I think they're going to get a little... Uh, short action screen passes uh going and kind of control the clock like i said and so i'm going to agree with you rebound swallow the three and a half with the home team saints have them going at three and one Uh, three and a half or three three and a half okay you're you're still taking the saints yeah okay i'm gonna agree with you swallow three and a half with the saints um i think they're gonna win this one i'll say 23 16 
and moved to three and one on the season. All right, that takes us to the last game of the week, game number six. Got the Houston Texans at home, one and two, coming off their first win of the season. D'Amico Ryan's first win as a head coach. Uh, comfortable, impressive win over their divisional rival, the Jacksonville Jaguars, 34-17. to They're hosting the 2-1 and Pittsburgh Steelers, who had rebounded very well after coming off after a blowout loss week one to the San Francisco 49ers. They beat the Raiders last uh, week on the road. On Sunday night, pretty comfortably. It got a little exciting late, but they were able to get three interceptions off uh, Jimmy G. So with that, their performance the last two weeks, they're coming into Houston at NRG Stadium as three-point favorites in this one. Rebound, what do you think? Yeah, this is going to be a good game. Obviously, Houston coming off a big win, as we talked about earlier, and Steelers coming off a good win. But overall, I think the Steelers are just a better team here. They have a solid defense. Kenny Pickett is finally picking it up and throwing to people other than George Pickens. And uh, TJ Watt is just killing it. So I think the Steelers cover her pretty comfortably. Uh, they should, Or they should cover her pretty comfortably. So I'm going to swallow the three here and take the Steelers. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you again to round round out uh, week the week four slate. I, I, just, I think the Steelers are... Uh, obviously, they played two tough defenses to start with in, in the Niners and the, the Browns. Uh, obviously, the Texans have uh, some, obviously showing some signs defensively with a defensive mind to head coach in D'Amico Ryans. Uh, they got Jimmy Ward from the Niners as well. He's been looking like one of the, the best safeties so far in the first three games uh, for them. Uh, obviously, they got a young offensive coordinator from the Niners as well. He was uh, Bobby Slowick. He's our offensive coordinator now. He was uh, offensive uh, type coach for the Niners for a few years, so he could be a possible next head coach in the next uh, three years. Maybe Michael Flora as well. He's the offensive coordinator for the Rams. Yeah, hopefully he gets a head coaching job. So I, I mean, those could be two names. I mean, the next couple of years that could surface for head coaching jobs. Let's see kind of how their teams do. But obviously, you got to be impressed with C.J. Stroud. Uh, I think 900 passing yards in three games, no interceptions, four touchdowns, excellent performance last week. Uh, but I just think he's going to be going up against a very tough pass rush here, even without Cam Hayward. And then T.J. Watt is an absolute game wrecker. Just like I mentioned about Miles Garrett, he's been absolutely on a tear so far with six sacks. I think a couple fumble recoveries, a fumble recovery touchdown. So he's just been everywhere uh, for the first three games. Even against the Niners, he was terrorizing that game, and and they got blown out. So I mean, he was he was really, literally the only reason they had a squibble of life in that game. So I mean, he I think he's gonna have another big game, a few more sacks in this one. I think they'll first force uh, the first interception from C.J. Stroud in his NFL career, and I think the Steelers win comfortably. I'm gonna say about like ten. I'm going to agree with the rebound. Swallow the three points with the road favorite, the Steelers. Have them winning this one 24-14 and moving to 3-1 and one on the season. Alrighty, that'll wrap it up for week four, Scorching Six. Rebound, thank you so much for coming on. Always a pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Good luck to everyone. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. Hope you enjoy all of the week four matchups, and we'll see you guys next week. 
for week five, scorching six.